does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. We're glad you're with us on week number nine of high school football. And uh, we're excited about all those games going on. Weather kind of turned a little bit, but we still have a lot to talk about. Right now, though, the busiest man you know because he has scores. He is the Minister of Information. It's Network Indiana's Sam Fritz. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. This Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update is brought to you by Quality Supply and Tool in Indianapolis, Bloomington, Jeffersonville, and Lafayette. Think outside the box. Store. QualitySupplyandTool.com. All right, Coach, wonderful to be with you again on this Friday night. Rain all around the state for sure. And the final week of regular season high school football. I've got scores to report like Batesville versus Connorsville. Batesville winning 55-14. to East Noble made quick work of Belmont 72-7 in their matchup. Lawrence Central and Carmel met for a close one. Four-point difference. Lawrence Central getting the win 21-17. First blink of the night, Carol Flora beats Sheridan 24-0. Charlestown and Eastern Pekin met earlier. It was Charlestown winning 28-14. Fairfield handles Churubusco 33-0. Silver Creek and Cordon Central face off. Silver Creek wins 46-9. Oak Hill went home early, beating Elwood 63-0. Floyd Central was not far behind with 47-0. Over, I'm sorry, Floyd Central over New Albany. Fremont also beats Fort Wayne Blackhawk 34-0, and I got more scores coming up for you in 15 minutes. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Sam Fritz. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Thanks for watching on Sunday. Thanks for watching and listening to the pairing show. Paul Condry and I are uh, thrilled that you were able to join us. We hope we didn't disappoint you. And uh, it's an exciting night, and we're glad glad you were with us. College football tomorrow, Southern Cal Notre Dame. It's a historic rivalry, been going on since the Newt Rockney days. With me to talk about it from Irish 101, our good friend Dr. Lynn Clark. Dr. Clark, in my days of teaching uh, history of sport at IUPUI. I spent quite a bit of time on the Southern Cal and Notre Dame rivalry, so I I have some familiarity with these two teams playing one another for a long, long time. Well, one of the greatest intersectional rivalries in all of college football can trace its roots back to 1926 when Newt Rockney and Howard Jones' wives got together and said, we got to make this happen. 
Yeah, they need to get to the coast. <laughs> <laughs> they did. A little vacation time. <laughs> a little vacation, a little shopping. Why don't you guys squeeze in a football game around this? Everything will be good. Uh, important game for both teams. Both teams, I, I understand, you know, disappointed about last week. The Irish need to bounce back and get some things going. But it's a difficult – I think it's a difficult matchup for them coming up with this Southern Cal team. Capable of doing a lot of things on both sides of the ball. It should be interesting. Pride on the line tomorrow night for the Fighting Irish as they take on the undefeated and tenth ranked USC Trojans, who are six and zero in a game, as you said, Bob, that may really define the status of the program under second-year head coach Marcus Freeman. But yeah. this is a winnable ball game for the Fighting Irish. USC's defense is not that great according to some pundits, and if Notre Dame can get their act offensively together and get that run game going, it could be a favorable night for the Fighting Irish, but you can't throw out you can't throw out the USC Trojans. They've got Heisman Trophy winner Caleb Williams, 22 touchdowns on the year, one interception. The number one scoring team in the country that averages nearly 52 points a game going up against the Notre Dame defense that has been tested the past couple of weeks. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I think it's interesting. I mean, you, you look at uh, people, look, how they look at this ball game. And, you know, yes, it is uh, a Southern Cal team that's capable offensively. You just wish that Notre Dame could get themselves uh, un- on track offensively. They've labored, as you point out, uh, in terms of running the football. And I think running the football is going to be a big thing for them tomorrow if they can get the ground game back and move the sticks and keep this high-powered Southern Cal offense off the field as much as they can got a good way of uh, winning this game that should be the game plan to get that run game established especially with an 80 percent chance of rain tomorrow night game time at notre dame stadium but you need to get audrick estimate back into the earlier season form jeremiah loved has showed some great promise against louisville he has potential and jabron Payne has been productive in certain circumstances so the three-headed monster they need to get that going again but notre dame has really struggled third and short and this past week marcus wilson uh, Marcus Freeman basically said we cannot get into a third and short situation. But let's see what Jared Parker and the offense does. But uh, the, the run game is going to be predicated by the, the offensive line that has not do a very good job against Louisville last week and then the penalties the week before. So hopefully they have their act together. And Notre Dame, if they can get that run game going, it could be a good ball game for the Fighting Irish tomorrow night. Could be. Weather could be a factor, as you point out, but uh, place will be packed. Place will be unbelievably uh, rocking at Notre Dame. Notre Dame and Southern Cal tomorrow night. Dr. Lynn Clark, Irish 101, will be with us throughout the night. Lynn, thanks for the call. Have a great day tomorrow. Thanks, Bob. Andy Olson from Monrovia joins me. Monrovia beats Sassina. 44 nothing tonight. Coach, thank you so much for the call, and congratulations on a tremendous win tonight. Hey, thank you very much. Appreciate that, Bob. I'll tell you what, when you're talking to your team about we need some momentum, we need, we need to make a statement as we get ready to go play in the tournament next week, I think you may have done it tonight. 
yeah, we definitely wanted to get something on film uh, to, you know, to make a statement and let some teams know in our sectional that we're ready to go. Uh, you know, had a great game. Last three years, Cecina's really had our numbers, so it was great to uh, flip the script on them this time. Well, you know what? They, they don't make mistakes. They don't hurt themselves. But tonight, it seems like you guys were, uh, were dominant on both sides of the ball. Yeah, we were, you know, just on fire. Uh, the kids came out pumped up. We last, uh, I don't think Monrovia has ever won on Beach Grove's field. I know we played Cecina, uh-huh. but we've never won on that field, period. <laughs> and the kids were ready to yeah, the ball hard, blocked well, tackled well. It was just cl- clicking on all cylinders. Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. We were talking with Andy Olson, the head coach of Monrovia. Monrovia beats a very good Cecina team, a ranked, highly ranked team, 44-0 the final. Coach, let's go back. You, you, uh, as you mentioned, dominated both sides. Tell me, uh, who plays well for you on both sides of the ball tonight? Yeah, the uh, you know, our defensive line was outstanding tonight uh and then you know on offense we got three different running backs that get a lot of touches and Braden Belcher has just continued to uh be an absolute dog and he had over 200 rushing yards tonight and uh Asher Clemens tacked on over 100 Dom Kendall uh and then you can't forget about our quarterback uh, making all those good fakes Eli Welch all right so coach we're, we're I'm sure you and your guys had a big night on Sunday, watching, getting ready for the tournament. Uh, I know we did the pairings, but I want you to tell me, remind me who you're playing in this first round next Friday. Yeah, you guys do a great job with that show. We really appreciate watching you. Thank the, you. Uh, we, we, we drew Purdue Poly first round, and then uh, okay. the second round we would see the winner of Speedway and Crawfordsville. Okay. I, I mean, I think you have to be excited about that. These are evenly matched ball clubs. Um, we all understand what it's like. Everyone starts over. Uh, the other part of it, though, is you seem like a team that's built to be able to play in different weather conditions. Yeah, tonight definitely showed that. Uh, Cecina struggled just a little bit, putting the ball in the air, and uh, we don't like to rely on the pass, so uh, keeping it on the ground, especially in a rainy game, is definitely our forte. I appreciate you watching us. Paul Condry is a uh, he, he's a force of nature, is he not? <laughs> yeah, we, we we really enjoy watching you guys and being able to get together on a Sunday and eating some food and, and watching that that show for sure. It's it's always exciting for the kids. You're very kind. We've done it 17 straight years now. For some reason, they keep asking us back. At some point, we're going to not do it, but uh, it was fun. It really was. And what's cool is all of you start sending in your pictures and watching every all of that stuff. It, it's a cool it's a cool night, and it gets everybody. I think it gets everybody in the right direction, gets them all excited about the upcoming tournament. Coach, I really appreciate the phone call. I wish you the best next Friday. Hey, absolutely no problem. Go dogs. Thank you. Monrovia, 44-0 over Cecina. And again, those of you who watched and listened, thank you very much. Um, you know, they told me the numbers. 
uh, and <laughs> but I, I don't I don't understand. I just know we had big numbers. Uh, it's a, it's an extremely I think everyone understands uh, it, it's destination radio and destination TV. I think we all understand that because we all need to know who's playing whom. That's pretty simple. And where, who and where? I think we all know when. But it's a uh, it's fun. Uh, Paul, working with Paul, um, uh, I, I'm, it's it's a uh, an honor. Number one, number two, it's fun. We're longtime friends and colleagues, and we're not on the air for thirty years in Indiana sports talk without the great well help and support of Paul Kindry and the Regional Radio Sports Network and the Indiana Football Digest. He'll join us later on tonight, and he'll join us tomorrow night, and we recap week number nine. Yes, week nine. Coming up tomorrow, you heard my conversation with Lynn Clark from Irish 101. Notre Dame is playing Southern Cal. That's in South Bend, Ohio State, at Purdue tomorrow. Um, In addition to the noon start there, Michigan at IU. How about Ohio State and Michigan playing our in-state Big Ten schools? I like that. Uh, Ball State's hosting Toledo. Indiana State is at Illinois State. Small college football tomorrow. The University of Indianapolis is on the road at Truman State. That's in Missouri. Um, Also, Anderson at Mount St. Joe. Butler hosting Davidson. DePaul at Worcester. Franklin College at Defiance. Manchester at Hanover. More football. We'll get you those college bowl games a little bit later. Stay with us. Scoreboard update coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Sam Fritz and Elijah Robertson in tonight with us. We have the A-team. Sam Fritz, I'm glad you're with us. How have you been? I've been good, Coach. You know, you were hounding me all those weeks ago about becoming an award-winning journalist, and I'm I'm, I'm proud to say that I now finally am an award-winning journalist. What we win? I it, it it was a team effort, but I do believe I get to put it on my resume now. But for uh, yes. Network Indiana, did win I think best overall newscast here recently. Well, they should. That should you guys should have a lock on that for heaven's sakes. No offense to our affiliates, but you guys are pretty good and you're friends of mine. So congratulations, you are in fact an award winning journalist, radio journalist, just uh, overall, award-winning journalist. That's good stuff. Congrats. It goes on the resume. It's a great resume builder, Um, and I'm happy for you. So, Elijah, who is a bigger Colts fan than I realized during the break, wearing me out about this matchup with Jacksonville and the Colts on Sunday, um, Important game. Colts, I think, are off to a, a little better start than most people would have given them credit for. Um, but uh, this, you know, it's a um, divisional game. Uh, Jacksonville's good. Uh, our guys are playing better. Should be an interesting Sunday. 
Yeah, I, I, you know, I think I'm gonna dive a little bit into the something. I'll be a bit of a hypocrite here because I hate it when people constantly use these kinds of statistics. But I mean, we haven't beat Jacksonville at their stadium since 2014, and that's one of those statistics that always sticks out like a sore thumb. And I think a lot of Colts mm-hmm. fans, especially with how they've kind of exceeded expectations mm-hmm. so far mm-hmm. this season, uh, they're gonna be watching, kind of clenching their fists, hoping we finally manage to get mm-hmm. people to stop putting that statistic in our faces. How many years have we not? What's the, what's the streak? Since 2014, so about nine years. This will be a, a decade's how worth if guys, we lose tomorrow. How many guys are on Sunday. the roster? How many guys on the roster ever played a game at Jacksonville? Ah, uh, that's a, a good question, Coach. I do not know. Because I always believe when when people toss around those kinds of things, well, they haven't done this and haven't done that. You're talking about guys who are no longer there. None of these guys have that baggage except when the media brings it up. I got to tell you, in the locker room, they're not talking about, uh, we haven't won here since 19-whatever. None of us, yeah, none of us were even here. So, sure, we haven't won. So, I think it's a, I think it's a, a pointless stat. You got to have something to talk about. Might as well talk about that. But it means, in my mind, it means absolutely nothing. Uh, this is just, look, we're trying, to, we're trying to play a division opponent. We're trying to continue to play well. So, don't bore me with the inconsequential <laughs> statistics like that. There, it doesn't matter. You just go out there. Now you're playing a good team. You're playing them at their place. Those things matter. Yeah, I agree, Coach. And I, I think, like I like I was saying, it, it's a statistic that's purely something to anger the fans. And like you said, it's just when the media brings it up. Oh, and it's just something sure. that the, the fans hear. And yeah, it gets us riled up because, you know, holy cow, I sure want to see my team finally be on the winning end of a near-decade-long losing streak here. I want to see them win because you need to win games like this uh, to position yourself for postseason play. So... Um, you know, I may have, having been in locker rooms trying to encourage people to win games for a lot of different reasons, I always felt it made no sense to tell them things other than the truth. <laughs> and that you, you focus on things that are important and things that are important to them. Uh, and I think that's what they'll do. Still, uh, we all know that Anthony Richardson is out. Uh, we have progress with Jonathan Taylor. We have to assume that more practice means he might be more ready to play. Is that an assumption that makes sense? I think that's a correct assumption. Everything I've been hearing so far, of course, this is you know speculation or hearing interviews on other sports right. stations. It right. doesn't seem like we can expect the amount of carries he's going to get next week to increase dramatically. He, he it's probably going to go mm-hmm. up, but it's not like we're going to see ten up to twenty. It probably will be ten right. up to fifteen if we're lucky. Well, the by-committee approach right now has worked well for them. Their their ground game has been commendable to this point. Uh, And um, I don't think there are enough accolades to throw in the direction of Gardner Minshew. He's done a a nice job as a backup quarterback. He's done what what you would hope your backup quarterback could do. He's kept you competitive. I I also think giving props to Zach Moss who has you know exceeded oh, expectations yeah. filling in for Jonathan Taylor when you have Minshew who's been able to be a consistent accurate backup quarterback and Zach Moss who I'm a big fan of the feed the hot hand narrative I really don't mind if we keep handing the ball off to Moss so right. long as he's producing numbers like he did last week. Sound like a basketball reference there. Be be careful, Sam. It's not basketball season, but I I agree. Feed the hot hand. Our Sam Fritz, award winning. 
broadcast journalist. I like the I like the sound of it. Your mom and dad should like the sound of it too. As a matter of fact, don't you think, mom, dad, your son is now a broadcast journalist who is an award winner. I like it. Is that the phone call you made? You know, I I I made the call. I let him know, but I kind of was expecting the exact reaction I got. My my mom love her to death, but she's proud of just about anything. I could tell her that I made a really nice breakfast, and she'd say that she's proud of me. My dad, he he gave me Moms my props, and he said, "Good job, son." Right. So you know, the, the usual go. response. Dads, dads do that. I understand. All right, Sam. Well done, Sam Fritz. Every fifteen minutes, he is the man. I started to tell you what all the uh, games are tomorrow: college football, Big Ten, Ohio State to Purdue, Michigan at IU, Notre Dame's hosting Southern Cal, Ball State's at home against uh, Toledo. This would be a good win for, it could be a great win, hopefully propel the Cardinals forward. They, they need a win like this. Indiana State's at Illinois State. Uh, Anderson, Mount St. Joseph, Anderson at MSJ, as we like to say. Butler hosting Davidson, DePaul on the road at Worcester. In Ohio, Franklin College at Defiance, Manchester at Hanover. It is homecoming in Hanover tomorrow. I know this because my grandson is already on his way, <laughs> and uh, he'll be he won't be playing, but he'll be he'll kind of be coaching in the lacrosse uh, game, the um, alumni game. The alums come down and play the. Play the uh, lacrosse team, so Jack's got a little injury, a lingering injury from his playing days. So, but he's there. Uh, as we mentioned, um, Manchester at Hanover, Madonna at Indiana Wesleyan, UND at Truman State, Marion at Concordia, Rose Holman at Bluffton, Lawrence Tech at St. Francis, Taylor at Siena Heights, Olivet at Trine, and Moorhead State at Valpo, Wabash on the road at Denison. We're back talking football on Indiana Sports Talk. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our